0: hey there listener my name is jenna van Maurick and welcome to the now go podcast serious when I say what I'm about to say, so keep that in mind, but I don't know, like I honestly don't know if I'm ever more of a praying person than I am when I'm on an airplane, hurtling hundreds and hundreds of miles an hour in a big metal tube in the sky like do you know what i mean okay like sure there have been you know if i'm being honest there have been times where a loved one has had a health scare and i have you know dropped to my knees in prayer or other times where in the midst of an emergency it was all i could do to just say the name of jesus over and over again like no other words would come except that but in day-to-day life No situation reminds me of how much I need to pray, how much like prayer is important and integral and just this like life-giving you know thing that we as Christians do than during takeoff and landing of an airplane. (laughs) So given the choice, I'm gonna give you a little bit of backstory because I do have a story and I do have a point, but given the choice, I'm the kind of girl who's gonna drive everywhere. But being that I live more on the west coast of the United States, if I wanted to travel very far, or if I just need to travel quickly and conveniently, taking an airplane is sort of more the necessity, the more like immediate option. And I recently took a trip out to St. Louis, Missouri for my 24th birthday with my husband and my parents, and we did a lot of fun things. We did some sightseeing. We saw the musical production of Jesus at Sight and Sound Theaters in Branson, which could possibly be just an entire podcast episode in and of itself. We visited the Laura Ingalls Wilder Home and Museum in Mansfield and, you know, the Gateway Arch and all just all of that kind of stuff. And it was really, really fun, and I think I made some of my best memories of all time on that trip, and it was definitely one of my favorite birthdays I've had recently. Um, But, you know, going on that trip involved getting on and off of four different planes. We had two different flights to get there and then two flights to go home with layovers in between and plane changes and luggage and security and all that just kind of fun stuff that is, you know, for some people, probably a walk in the park, but for me, It's always like a little bit anxiety inducing like I remember we were at the airport where we had our first layover and there were all these big windows right and I saw them unloading our luggage and I watched our luggage go from one plane to the other plane that we were going to get on and I remember just being like "Whew! like I have seen the luggage it has made it on the right plane we are safe we are good to go. But, you know, truly I say unto you, the second I'm on that plane and it starts moving, I am the girl that is like nervously gripping the armrests and I'm like frantically sitting there with my headphones on trying to play my playlist of like calming hymns and worship music. Um, And, you know, 10 times out of 10, I'm also praying a lot just over and over again for our safety, for the safety of our flight, for the safety of the pilots, you know, and Our first flight had a particularly bumpy start to it, at least in my opinion. My dad, who loves to tell stories about when he was in the Navy and stationed on a storm-tossed aircraft carrier, would probably chuckle when I say that and reply, (laughs) Jenna, that was nothing, but to me it felt like something. And as I sat there in my seat, concentrating on my music, you know, taking note of all the emergency exit doors, two in the front, two in the center, two in the back, as well as the safety information card in the seat back in front of me. All I could do was just, you know, pray my usual airplane prayer, which is pretty much the same every time and I just go over it over and over and over again. And it goes a little something like, you know, dear God, in the name of Jesus, keep us safe on this flight. Help us to have smooth travels, protect us on our journey and protect our home while we we are away be with the flight crew guide the pilot's hands calm the weather calm my heart help us to arrive to our destination safely and without trouble and just enjoy our time together on this trip and i ask all of this in jesus name amen But this time, I added a little something extra onto that as a just-in-case precaution. And before I opened my eyes and whispered, Amen from my window seat once we were at our cruising altitude, I silently added, But if that is not your will, then I commit my life and trust my soul to you. May whatever happen be according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. And that continued to be a part of my prayer for the rest of our travels. In every car we got into, every time we got onto a freeway, in our rental, every morning when I got up early wondering if I'd left a door unlocked in our house by accident or if I, you know, left everything out with the person watching our dog that they could possibly need. Like... I kid you not y'all. I was so anxious preparing for this trip. I printed up all these copies of Piper our dog's like vet records in case of an emergency. I put together these like totes of things like if they had to, you know, run somewhere, like all, the, all every kind of scenario imaginable. I wrote an instruction manual for like everything in our house and gave it to this person my sweet sister-in-law and you know but it's still like I still would wake up in the middle of the night with like a start and worry and be like does though is this locked is this off is this you know running are like we have our lights on a timer is that working did I remember to set the sprinklers or just all all kinds of things and I'm sure every single one of you can probably just relate to that in some way or another, you know, you walk out the door and you're like, "Did I close the door when I left house? When I left my house today?" Um, but you know, uh I would just keep praying that prayer, "May whatever happen be according to your plan, your will, not my will, your will be done. You know, take care take care of me as you see fit." And now that I'm back home and safely on the ground, uh, at least for a couple of weeks until the holidays start up again in full force, and then I have to get on a bunch more planes for a bunch more exciting things that are happening, I've been reflecting a lot on that prayer and a lot on my praying habits, and even more on that but if or even if mindset, that even if you know, that's not your will or, but if it's not your will for, you know, things to go according to plan, you know, just, you know, carry me God, right? Like that kind of feeling in our prayers. And what does that mean exactly? Like what does it mean to have an even if mindset? And I know I know what you're thinking. This is the now go podcast, Jenna. Normally you're talking about going and going out with confidence in the world. And this kind of ties to that. But, you know, I just thought we'd get sidetracked for a day here and there. And my understanding of having an even if mindset in prayer is that it is an attitude of how you pray. Because sometimes when we pray, we tend to just give God a chore list, right? Or like a fix it list. Um, And I don't mean like in regular life, but you know, this can happen if we're not careful or minding our prayers or really like putting the time into praying like we should. Like if we're not spending time with God regularly and we just only come to him when we have a problem, um, it can feel a little bit just like handing him a fix it list. And our prayers can have a lot of requests, sometimes some praises, but they don't necessarily always, if we're not careful allow much room for God to work in different ways. So I just want to, you know, go through a couple of different scriptural passages with you and just kind of talk about the basics of prayer because sometimes i feel like it's really easy to forget until we're on an airplane facing the possibility of having to figure out do i put on my oxygen mask do i help the person's oxygen mask next to me um you know just all the all kinds of things it's really easy to forget the basics of prayer and the basics of spending time with god on a regular basis and really pouring into that relationship like we should and only you know coming back to it or coming into it when we're having a problem so You know, in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, um, I read from the Christian Standard Bible in today's podcast episode. So, you know, you can grab your own Bible, follow along or highlight it in your Bible app if you're super futuristic and fancy like that. But, you know, in that chapter, we kind of get literally Jesus telling the disciples how to pray and he kind of gives them this like blueprint for prayer and I know that if you've been to Sunday school you probably did like a little worksheet on it of like this first then this then that like that was definitely in my Sunday school curriculum back in first and second grade and stuff like that but it says therefore you should pray like this Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And I just want to take note of a few things there the prayer doesn't even end with you know your will be done that's how the prayer starts the prayer starts by acknowledging god acknowledging who he is and then acknowledging his will as paramount over our lives and then we you know look for our daily bread and then we ask for forgiveness and then we you know pray for deliverance and just all of those kinds of things right? Um, So if we skip forward again a bit in the narrative and check out Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane as recorded in Luke 22, again, I'm going to be reading some verses from the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, It tells us, And this is kind of something where we see this prayer in practice, right? So it tells us, He went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he told them, Pray that you may not fall into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and began to pray, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. "'Why are you sleeping?' he asked them. "'Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation.' While he was still speaking, suddenly a mob came and one of the twelve, named Judas, was leading them. He came near Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. But Jesus responded, no more of this, and touching his ear, he healed him. And that was, I believe, Luke 22, roughly 39 to 51, um, verses 39 to 51. But just really, you know, think on that for a second and think about how powerful that is because... A lot of us are really good at praying over our daily bread. You know, we ask God to provide for us, we ask God to forgive us constantly, and we praise God for how good he is. But sometimes it's really easy to forget to pray that one extra little bit of that even if statement, you know, the part about your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, not mine. And not only does Jesus, you know, tell us how to pray in the Gospels, but he shows us himself in practice multiple times. But I think specifically what stands out to me about Luke 22 is that the Bible tells us like he was in anguish. He was the son of God. He knew it was coming. He knew what he had to do. He knew he needed to take on the sins of all mankind. But as he was the son of God, he was also a man. And in that moment, he felt anguish and he asked God, he told God how he was feeling, but he also acknowledged God's will in possibly the most difficult place to do so when he was facing his death, knowing all the pain that was to come, you know, knowing that he was going to be taking on the sins of the whole world in that crucifixion He still prayed for not his will, but for God's to be done, right? And that's hard for us as humans. Just, you know, being really transparent with you guys. I'm not talking at you. I'm half the time in these podcasts talking to myself and, you know, reaffirming to myself what I think we all already know, but sometimes need to be reminded of. When we face hardship or we face something scary or we come up against something that's difficult or even frightening our first instinct is to just ask God to take the cup away, you know? So that's how we pray. And that's natural in those, you know, really scared or anxious or distressing moments. God, help us with this. God, keep us safe. God, don't let my airplane crash, right? And, you know, but praying that even if statement with that if mindset of even if that's not your will, you know, I... I, I, you know, commit myself to your will, whatever that is, um, that's something that we can easily forget or struggle with. Or maybe, you know, if I'm just being completely honest, sometimes it's just not something we want to do, right? Like... How many, like, do you, you know, there's there's a lot of doubts that can creep into your mind as humans, just, you know, not to make excuses, but just to kind of, you know, really explain where that comes from. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of an inherent need for control, but we as humans also have an inherent need to give up control, right? Like, we want control, we want things to go a certain way, but just because we're humans and we can't control things, then we, you know know in the greater sense have this need to just give everything over to God because we can't try to control everything we can't carry everything and if we tried you know it would become too overwhelming and it's too much for you to bear on your own and that's why you know we have God and he's so important and it's so important to make sure you're regularly spending that time with him So, you know, just remember when I say that praying for God's will, you know, praying with that even if mindset is something we forget. I'm saying this as someone who has and still does struggle with this constantly, especially as someone who's dealing with chronic health issues, because that's something that comes up on a daily basis almost. And, you know, in the run of the mill, day to day, ordinary life, it's really easy to just in the moment be angry and ask God, Fix this, or why aren't you fixing this? And you know, forget to take a step back and recenter and re acknowledge you know, you are in control and you know better than I do, right? So my early example with the airplane, it was a bit more humorous or light in tone and I've kind of carried that through most of this podcast just since the entire situation was by and large only exacerbated by my own irrational fears. So I want to share another example that's a bit more raw and a bit more of something uh, practically speaking that is, you know just maybe more, more relatable than just an airplane. And it is to do with my chronic health. So with my thyroid, my hypothyroidism, there's a lot of things I want to be doing that I simply can't always be doing. Like side effects just manifest in a lot of different ways. And that's not to say my quality of life is bad. Okay. I want to be very clear about that. I'm a very happy joyful person most of the time and I'm very blessed to be in the position I'm in to have access to you know the different things that I do and you know God has revealed himself to me in so many ways every day just by enabling me to do what I love explore books support my husband take care of our home make podcast episodes whenever I feel like it you know it is a huge blessing to just have that freedom but that doesn't mean all that to say that doesn't mean that there aren't still one-off day every once in a while where I'm just in tears thinking to myself and just talking out loud to God, you know, make this thing, whatever it is, fill in the blank for yourself, make this thing happen or make this thing go away. And my prayers are real and my prayers are very raw, but I'm not necessarily always praying for, For God's will as much as I'm praying for my own of this mindset of this vision I have in my mind of what would make everything better right if I was the author of my life story what would I write into the character's journey to make their life better or to make the story better And that's not something, you know, I can really do because I'm not the author of the world God is. But, you know, in those in those real raw moments, I'm not acknowledging God's power over my life. I'm just dwelling in my pain. And last year, about this time of year last year, I was really struggling with this, you know, not like I was struggling and in, you know, dealing with a lot of side effects. I was just struggling with like. Why does why did this happen to me? Why doesn't my thyroid do what everyone else's does? Just just generally annoyed and frustrated about, you know, what was going on and honestly letting those feelings rule me and being, you know, the driving force behind how I prayed. And I was praying and praying for certain things to happen in my life and with my health that just weren't happening. And I had this thought that was something along the lines of what if I'm worshiping my wants? And I want to kind of dwell on that for a second. What if I am worshiping my wants, worshiping the things I want more than I am worshiping the God who can fulfill all of my desires in ways I didn't even know were possible, but only if I allow him the space to work in my life and in my heart. You know, when we worship our wants, we are praying, I want, I want, I want. But we are not giving God the room in our hearts to work in our lives and reveal his plan and his will for us. So that was something of a life-changing moment for me. Um, which I hesitate to say because life changing in general as a word can kind of be construed in a few different ways, but I kind of feel like, you know, our lives get changed every day by little things. And after I, you know, I had a lot more to learn, obviously, and this was just the starting point, but after I had this realization that I may have been worshiping my wants, more than worshipping the one who created me and created my heart and knows the desires of my heart and my wants. I decided, well then I just won't pray about it at all. I just forget about it. I just wouldn't worry about my health. I would do the things the doctors told me to do, take the medication and just live my life, but I wasn't going to think about it or pray about it at all. I was just gonna let it be. And my mindset wasn't even at that point an even if mindset. It was an it is what it is mindset. It was a very limiting mindset and it still wasn't giving God the space to work in that area. So if you see what I mean there, you know, in not praying about it at all, I was putting distance between myself and God the same way I was when I was only praying for what I wanted. I was just kind of just deciding I would ignore that that issue in my life. I would ignore those feelings and I would not address them. And you know, I still wasn't giving God space to work in my heart or in my life. And I think, you know, by and large, as much as there were like physical things that I wanted changed, the majority of the work that God needed to do was work in my heart Um, So then I had to learn my next lesson and in a moment of passionate frustration with my situation, I reached out to some of my friends and I just poured out all of the emotions I was going through and the ones I expressed on a regular basis, the ones I didn't and I just like said, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to live like this. I've tried praying for this issue. I've tried praying for what I want. And, you know, God didn't answer that prayer. And I've tried, you know, because I, and I've tried letting go of those issues and tried not thinking about it, but I'm still not seeing God work in this area. I'm not getting any peace from not thinking about it either. So how am I supposed to go about praying for this? How am I supposed to go about spending time with God? And, you know, going to him with this issue, but also not focusing so much on the issue that I'm ignoring God. And it was just this moment where I just felt like, you know, a total catch-22, and maybe it's a little bit obvious to you, but at the time in the thick of that moment, I was just really confused and really struggling because I wanted to go to God with my problems, but I also didn't want to dwell on my problems, and I didn't know where the intersection of that was, because, you know, we're supposed to go to God. He wants to be our friend. He wants relationship with us. He wants all of these things. He wants to be close to us. Um, but, you know, we can't necessarily, you know, only, only go to God when things are going our way, right? And I was just kind of having this whole existential crisis, almost, of just not knowing how to pray. Uh, you know, I wanted to share my heart, I wanted to share my, you know, hurts, but I also wanted to give him the space to work and move mountains and change my heart. And I didn't know how to do both. And that's when my friend, one of my friends gently reminded me, You know, if we're praying too much over something we want, then maybe it's good or time to redirect our prayers and pray for God's will instead. So instead of directing my prayers towards this specific thing or things that I felt I needed... I could still pour out my heart to the Lord and share my burdens with him so long as my heart was in the space where it was yearning for his will and not my own. And maybe this whole conversation and this journey was a part of God's answer to my prayer. I don't know. I'm not the person who gets to make that determination um, in my own life. That's, That's a God thing. But, you know, this whole journey I went on of understanding how to pray was definitely in a way, an answer to my prayer about wanting my situation to be different. My situation didn't change. I still have hypothyroidism. In fact, a couple of months later, I had to increase the dosage of the medication I was on because I'd had a flare. Um, So the issue didn't go away, but he changed my heart on that issue because, you know, I finally just relinquished control and allowed him to work on my feelings and my soul and fix my soul. Because sometimes when we are looking, when we're looking for him to heal the physical, we are ignoring the true problem and not letting him heal our hearts. So, you know, I just kind of, coming to a close in this podcast episode, um, because I keep saying I'm going to keep these a little bit short, and then I just keep talking, y'all. I you know, I realized that the importance of what my friend had shared and that, you know, for that peace, to have that peace in that intersection of what I want versus what God wanted, I just needed to pray for his will and change my heart and ask him to help me yearn for his will and not mine because that's where I would get the peace that I was searching for only if I really fully relinquished control over that area. And, you know, there was still There was still a little bit of pushback, right, from my heart because it's not natural as a person (laughs) to, you know, just give up control necessarily or it's not natural for some of us. And my friend also reminded me, you know, if I was struggling with with that, then I could pray about that too. There's nothing I can't pray over. I can additionally pray for God to help me and give me strength in that area. I can pray for God's will to happen in my life and I can also pray to God and ask him to help me, you know, yearn for his will to open my heart in that way and, you know, change change my desires and change change my feelings and my heart. So, did God grant my prayers exactly the way I'd wanted? No. But I gave Him the space to work in my heart. And as I prayed for His will, I did find that peace and contentment coming easier and easier with each passing day. So, in my view, that's what an even if mindset is it's praying to God, sharing our burdens with Him, sharing with Him our hearts on whatever is at hand, but then acknowledging His goodness, praying for His will and knowing and believing in our hearts that even if what we want does not happen, we will worship him anyways, and even so, because we know that his ways are good, and that's that's faith, and faith is a whole other conversation. Um, but I'd just like to close out this podcast episode with a reading from one of my favorite hymns, um, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, because I think that this is just really the the crux of what I'm trying to say here and what is affirmed to us so many times in scripture and just in life in general. But what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise you, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield you. You will find a solace there. So if today's episode of the Now Go podcast inspired you to go and walk forward in your life and walk with Christ, even if, then know that as I sit here, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for God to just shower you with his peace and his presence and for whatever you may be going through, that you would see God's hand revealed in your life and, you know, come to know that beautiful peace that a relationship with him offers. My name is Jenna Van Maurick. I am an inspired writer and an inspirational fiction reader i'm an author of biblical fiction ancient historical christian novels and if you want to connect with me you can do that i'm at jenna van maurik on facebook instagram and youtube and yeah uh thank you so much for listening and i will talk to you guys in my next episode